welcome to another Diz Explorers episode. So this week, we're going to talk about some movies. Specifically, Pixar movies. We're going to go around our round table of sorts, and everyone's going to kind of talk about their top three favorite Pixar movies, and then we'll we'll discuss. We'll argue. We'll say everybody's... Each one will say how everyone is. The other one is wrong. The only rule we have is that Cars Two cannot be on anybody's list. That's grounds for expulsion from <laughs> Disney fandom altogether. <laughs> Agreed. So, <laughs> just gonna introduce everyone real quick so we know what the voices and I hope you know who we are by now anyway. But so we have Adrian, hello, and Jessica. Hey, everybody. And Melanie. Hi there. And Mr. Milford. Hello. And I am RJ. In the interest of who I know is prepared the most, Adrian, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) You would be surprised, actually. I totally went with my gut on this one. Discussed it a little bit with my husband, trying to see what he would think would be my favorites. Um... And I had to go with, and these are in no particular order, by the way. I can't rank them. But the top of my list, I think, would have to be Toy Story. I know a lot of people go for Toy Story 3, which I'm sure is on somebody's list at some point. But no. Um, <laughs> but I, I love an origin story. I love a beginning, especially when there are several in a series. If you were to ask me my favorite Star Wars, it's A New Hope, which goes against everything everybody else says. <laughs> but I do. I just love a beginning. I love introductions. I love getting to know characters and all of that. So it's kind of, you know, the OG of Pixar anyway. So Toy Story is definitely on there. Then I went with The Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. And nice. if you don't love if you don't love Frozone, there's something wrong with you. Yes, totally. Right? This is my super suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you, I mean, I don't, I can't think of I, 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 anybody who couldn't love that. It's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then a newer one, but still, and this one might be a little controversial, Finding Dory, as opposed to Finding Nemo, which goes against everything I just said about liking origin stories better. <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's more recent in my brain. I don't know. We've been watching Finding Dory around my house a lot in the past (laughs) few months. But I love it. I love Ellen. Ellen is perfect for that role. I loved her in Finding Nemo. And given a bigger role, I think, here in Finding Dory was just fun. I love that Sigourney Weaver is in there, you know, as the voice in her little um, aquarium, for those who haven't seen it. And I just love everything about it. And then you think you've reached the climax of the movie. And then there's another hilarious 30 minutes afterward. So it's just, I love it. I could go on about that one for a long time, but I love (laughs) Finding Dory. (laughs) That movie surprised me in more ways than one. Yeah, that whole ending sequence thing, like after they escape, it's just freaking ridiculous. And and I remember what I was going to say about that while I was thinking about it. For those that don't know, in like my non-Disney life, I'm a speech therapist and I worked for about 10 years with special needs children. So I love the fact that that movie so subtly 
everybody in there has something that makes them kind of special and different. You know, Dory has her short-term memory loss, but then there's the beluga whale who can't use his sonar, <laughs> and there's the short-sighted, right? Yeah. Short, short sighted near-sighted. I can't remember uh-huh. whale, and then there's the octopus with only seven legs. Yep. I mean, everything. I just, I love it. I love it. So. And then there was Beck, the, and then there was Becky from West. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with a few Beckys. I'm just saying, but I love it. I love it. I'll have to say before we move on, that movie was, I don't think it could have been cast any better either. That the actors and actresses that they chose for the new characters that were involved in that movie were spot amazing. on. Because I Jim can't Gaffigan picture, I can't picture is, anybody else but Ed O'Neill being Hank. Because that was just friggin' perfect. I mean, just, and Ty Burrell for the, you know, the, the other whale. And then, yeah, I mean, fantastic casting. Yeah, it was, which is always top notch in in Pixar films typically. But yeah, definitely, um, they definitely hit it out of the park with that one. Absolutely. Okay, let's see. Round and round we go. Where do we stop, Jessica? <laughs> All right. So for my number three, I actually went with Toy Story two and not Ooh, Toy wow. Story three. Just because I really liked the added dynamic when Jesse and Bullseye and prospector showed up i just thought it kind of added an interesting dynamic to the existing group um and the reason i didn't pick toy story 3 is because it makes me cry and that (laughs) can't be one of my favorites (laughs) yeah it came out right before i graduated from high school so andy moving out of his room my mom and i were just sobbing in the theater it was really embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) and then number two i picked monsters inc because mike and sully i just I came out when I was, I think, 12, and we went to see it three or four times in the theater. My brother and I just kept dragging my mom back, and it wasn't long before we knew all the lines to that movie. So I still think it's funny now, but it ranks so high for me mostly because of how I reacted to it as a kid. But then my favorite Pixar movie is The Incredibles, and I realized I like it because of the characters more so than the plot, because I just find all the characters and the way they interact really interesting i think they did a really good job of making them a believable family with the dynamics and i actually read somewhere that their superpowers are all based on family stereotypes which i didn't realize so like mr incredible yeah mr incredible is supposed to be the big protector so he has super strength elastigirl is supposed to be everywhere at once as a mom so she has the stretching power you know the teenager who's really shy has invisibility and then the little kid that has so much energy can run really fast. And then the baby, I guess, is supposed to be destructive. And he doesn't really know who he is yet, which is why he also changes shape so much. Damn, so that's just, I just like thought my that family. Was... <laughs> Without the superpowers. Wow, that's yeah, pretty cool. I, I, never, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, I didn't either. But it kind of I watched it after reading that, and it gave me a whole new perspective and i kind of uh, appreciated the way that they subtly put that in there they didn't say anything about why frozone has his powers or (laughs) why edna is so fabulous but (laughs) well edna you know edna the the voice casting in that one was really good too yes yeah anything with samuel l jackson is just fantastic (laughs) whether he gets to curse or not (laughs) i totally agree (laughs) 
I've heard people who have added in the, uh, you know, like made Frozone like jewels from Pulp Fiction, and it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is wrong. You can just imagine. You can just imagine it in your head. <laughs> all righty. So, all right, Melanie, what do you got? All right. Now, my one and two was so easy that it made three kind of. I. It was hard for me to pick a number three because there are a lot that kind of fall in there. So for number three. I'm going to go out there, and it's not because the story was so endearing or loving, but because it was such a unique film. And I'm going to go with Wally for my number three. Oh, that's my mom's favorite. The social commentary is scathing, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) Just the, you know, how they show corporations taking over the floating scooter people sucking down their, you know, supersized slurpees. You know, how we destroyed the environment and destroyed it so much that we couldn't live here anymore. You know, it the, the social commentary is just spot on. And that they even managed to kind of have a robotic love story interweaved into all of that. <laughs> you gotta kind of like it. Um, I love it. And there's that message of hope, too, when he finds the plant. And mm-hmm. I love it. How, mm-hmm. Even though the mechanisms were in place for that to signal the return to Earth, there were still some who, you know, were fighting it. It, it, it still didn't go as easily as planned. So uh, I'm going to go with Wally for my number three. For my number two, it's got to be up. Oh, see, that one makes me cry. And that's why it's not on my list. I love the Wilderness Explorers. I love Doug. I just met you, and I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody with a dog knows that that is just how they are. And, you know, with the tennis balls, for mine, it's squirrels. Squirrel. I could probably wake up my dog right now by going, squirrel. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. can't. She was sound asleep. (laughs) It works. It works. And I love how, you know, how they made their, how they formed their bond and, you know, it's just a nice story. Even when they do have to deal with, what is the bad guy's name? I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, I can't remember either. gosh. Of course I have a blank right now. Professor something or other. (laughs) Yeah, he has to go and find the Kevin. I can't think of his name. Yeah. And I love that Kevin is a mom. I have a son named Kevin, so that, that was, you know, a, a good source of humor in our household for a while. <laughs> but, you know, so it it's just so endearing and it's it, it's just one of my favorites. And I did ball like a baby at the very beginning. Uh, this thing you got a good cry out of the way. In yeah. fact, it was the very first movie we ever owned on Blu ray. When hmm. we finally got our first Blu ray player up was the first movie we played and we were blown away by it visually it's a great one and it's not going to be any surprise that my number one is the Incredibles as well (laughs) I I think that one is making the tops of all of our lists for good reason and the only reason that that movie is as awesome as it is is the one and only Edna Mode (laughs) she is fabulous I absolutely love Edna darling and when um my kids found out that Brad Bird was the one who did the voicing for her they were like oh 
I have to say the other day we were watching something on Supernatural and a commercial for Supergirl came on and I was talking to my husband I was like you know I never got into Superman or Supergirl and I was trying to figure out why and then it hit me capes capes Capes. no capes no capes no capes oh and of course Frozone I'm hoping I'm I'm kind of against as much as I, I mean obviously this is my number one Pixar movie I am I am scared to death of this sequel that's coming yeah, me too. Up, my favorite Pixar movie. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope though. One of my hopes, other than of course getting to see more Edna, because she needs to be the John Ratzenberger. You need to put Edna in every movie, kind of like the A113 <laughs> or the John Ratzenberger, you know, character yep. or the Pizza Planet truck. We should have Edna mode in every movie. There's got to be a place idea. for. But. I, I want to meet Honey. Yes. We have to meet Honey. <laughs> yep. That that that's one thing I want to see because anybody who can be married to Frozone, mm-hmm. she's got to be all right by me. <laughs> yeah, I want to see them have a dinner or go to the grocery store or just interact more. <laughs> Maybe go to a PTO meeting. <laughs> Anything bowling. <laughs> so I do want to see that. Um, but just the, the mix of the family dynamic versus that midlife crisis, because I'm in my 40s. Mr. Incredible is about my husband's age. He's in his 40s. So we, we, we get that whole family dynamic. We're like smack dab in the middle of that family dynamic right now. And it that's why it was kind of my favorite. I, I, I know what it's like to be stretched super thin where you're like, you've got one hand over here grabbing one kid, one hand over here grabbing another. And hey, we've got three kids. So that's my there goes my foot. So I, I feel Elastigirl's pain. I really do. <laughs> and, you know, just trying to remember what, what you are outside of being that mom. So when Edna Mode, you know, when Elastigirl's having her little identity crisis because her husband has gone off to the island and Edna Mode's like, pull yourself together. You are Elastigirl. <laughs> you know, she has to remind her who she is because as moms, we forget. We totally forget who we are because we're, we are, we're stuck in PTO, we're in carpool, we've got one kid in this sport, one kid playing this instrument, and doing all this other thing, and you forget, okay, wait a minute, I was kind of awesome before I started all this. I'm still awesome, but I was awesome on my own as well, and you forget that. So when Edna Mode is giving her her pep talk, you're like, yeah, I am that person. <laughs> you know, I'm still that person. So I, I love how... You know, Edna Mode just pulls them all together. I mean, everybody should have an Edna Mode in their life. And so I, I I hope, you know, everybody does because she really is that that voice of support, even if it comes harshly. I, I like to call it stylish, tough love <laughs> that she provides. But yeah, I mean, in the kids, how they struggle with, can I be a super? Can I not be a super? Can I use what I have inside me? You know, how how do I grow with that? And, and then I just like that Jack-Jack blows up into balls of flame. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And let's not forget Syndrome ringing the doorbell <laughs> with the big S on his chest. He's like, I'm the sitter. 
I was gonna put BS there, but we could see how that would go. I was like, oh no. So the adult humor, spot on. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Incredibles is my number one. Cool. All right. All right, Milford. You're up. All right. I'm going to go kind of off the beaten path here. Um, I'd have to say my my number three is Inside Out. Ah, interesting. And that one was close. Yeah, that was close. Because all the interactions between the different emotions and and especially the scene where they're all at the kitchen table when the husband and the wife are their two brains are kind of going at it and. <laughs> Yeah, it, that, that whole yeah, thing. I mean, it, I mean, that's real life. I'm sorry. Well, and, and, the- and 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 it has a tie-in <laughs> to Disney World too because it kind of reminds me of Cranium Command. Yes. From the the uh, Wonders of Life. Wonders of Life Pavilion. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name of it. <laughs> so that uh, I really like that movie. I, I actually sat through that whole movie. The end credits of that movie is the oh. best thing I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The cats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, even. I know. That was funny. All the, <laughs> all the dads had that big giant mustache in this brain. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then my number two, believe it or not, is The Incredibles. Not number one, number two, and it's pretty much I'm not. I'm not going to rehash everything you guys have talked about. I, it's got so many great things in it, and I, I'm a superhero guy, so you know I I love superheroes. So The Incredibles was just awesome. My number one, you guys are going to probably laugh, but I like A Bug's Life. I thought it was a good movie. It had the whole good guy bad guy thing with the with Hopper and the and the you know they got to get the seeds for the grasshoppers and all that stuff. So uh, it was it was just kind of cool. Plus, it was one of the first couple Pixar movies too. So I do like that the ladybug was not a lady. That's right. Yes, Francis. That was hilarious. Francis, Francis, Francis. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, bugs like and then, you know, down to them building the contraption that looks like a bird to to scare the grasshoppers away and all that stuff. So, and 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 again, tie to the attraction at Animal Kingdom because I believe it or not, I actually like the Bugs Life thing in the Tree of Life. Oh, I do too. I, I, I think it's one of the best shows at Animal Kingdom. It's great to be in there with first timers. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, when they, they don't that. expect anything. When they don't know what the hell is going on. It's great. Oh, man. And that animatronic hopper is freaking fantastic. That's a pretty good yes. animatronic. Yes. Yeah. So that's my top three. Cool. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> so I, like Adrian, don't have a particular order for any of these. Uh, I think they're all pretty equal so i'm just gonna run them down how i jotted them down i think i'll I'll leave the one that hasn't been mentioned yet for last just in the interest because then i can elaborate on it so incredibles was definitely on my list that was the first one i wrote down when uh we first were gonna discuss this topic and pretty much for 
all the reasons that everybody has said. Other than that, I just enjoy it. I, I look more at the comedic end of movies other than the more thought-out things that Melanie had talked about and that Jessica had mentioned with the superpowers actually meant. I, I just like the comedy and the interaction between everything and between the family, the brother and sister fighting and then having to figure out how to work as a team, but then they're still fighting and then the mother's still telling them they... They weren't supposed to jump out of the plane, but they jumped out of the plane anyway and helped her and, and the whole snuck onto the plane, I mean, and, and the whole the whole thing. And, you know, Mr. Incredible trying to relive his glory days and, and with a buddy of his, because I can speak from that firsthand. I'm not a superhero, but, you know, <laughs> I like to relive my glory days from when I was, you know, not having to worry about shuttling kids all over the place and responsibility and getting up to go to work every day and things along that line so i definitely can relate to that aspect of it as well and and the john ratzenberger effect which is probably my favorite part of any pixar movie seeing where he's gonna pop up and what they're gonna stick him in so you know he, he was at the end of this of incredible as the little mole guy so you know that's pretty cool i i'm I guess cautiously optimistic for what this new one is going to be. Uh, I just hope it's not a train wreck like most of the number twos have been that Pixar has put out. Uh, I'm just hoping for for a, a halfway decent story with good characters, and, and I think I'll be happy. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, my next one on my list was Toy Story 2. Well, I do like the first one uh, for all the reasons that Adrian had mentioned, being it an origin story, and it is the first one where it introduces everybody yeah, and Buzz Lightyear is probably my favorite Disney character of all. So, but Toy Story Two, I think, is more special to me because that's the one my son took to more, my firstborn, and that was the one that was on constant rotation in my house. So I knew that one more back to front than I knew the first one. And that opening scene with Buzz Lightyear, where it's you know it ends up being Rex playing the video game, I think is like the best intro to a movie ever other than what they did for Toy Story 3 where they recreated the entire scene from the first one that Andy was pretending to play in his room with the train and the you know I've got my force field dog and I have my dinosaur that is probably the greatest beginning to a movie ever created ever by any movie live action or <laughs> anima or animated Here. hands down and and I don't care what anybody says I'm right <laughs> on that one you can't tell me how awesome it was to see if you went and saw it in the theater to watch that whole scene and having seen the first movies probably as many times as those of us who are parents have seen those movies and be like are you friggin kidding me they actually did this because that was the friggin most awesome thing ever I like the, the Woody's roundup the whole old style show yes yeah, I did I too. I like Woody's backstory. It's almost like Woody's kind of origin was really before we knew his origin. Oh, so. no doubt. Definitely. And the whole thing with Jesse and how, you know, she was kind of abandoned. And yeah, I, I like that. I, I like the new characters being in. And I, that movie is just, to me, I just like it better than the, than the original. And then for my third one on the list, I have Cars. First, that was close to my list too. And that is for a similar reason as Toy Story 2. That was that movie came out in 05, which is when my oldest was born. So he didn't end up watching it until he was a couple of years old. But that movie became 
second on rotation only to Toy Story 2. And I knew that movie back to front. I'm pretty sure if I tried, I can still recite most of it. And I would laugh every time. I would laugh every time. From the opening scene with the with the song, with the RV that jumps out, you know, for the huh part of it, and, and the Elvis RV. I mean, there's so much in that movie to see. And the storyline I thought was great. I think my favorite scene in that movie is when they light up all the neon lights for Radiator Springs and they're, you know, rolling down the street like at an old cruise, like from the 50s with the neon lights and the old cars. And uh, It's just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. That I mean, scene I, was the first thing that I thought of, too. Yeah. And, you know, I'm into old cars. I have an old car, so it hits home for in that respect. And just just the whole thing and the whole decision that lightning had to make with, you know, fighting back and forth and meeting these whole people who actually accepted him for how he was versus how he thought he was perceived in, in the world that he dominated. And just, just the whole, the whole thing just from beginning to end is just fantastic. The ride that him and Sally take, you know, I, I like the, the soundtrack, not only the popular songs, but the score of the movie is fantastic. If you have like the full soundtrack, it's just, you know, and that, and that whole story about the little, motel that was up there and so it's it was just to me it was just such a well well done movie and the fact that it held my kids attention all the time constantly made it even better and it just it made it just that much worse <laughs> when the piece of crap that came out that they build as cars to afterwards that that it could have went from one to extreme to the other and then that one and that actually got green lighted as it was and put into full production because what a hot mess that thing was. <laughs> so those were my three, and I'm I'm glad we all had different ones. I, the only repeat was The Incredibles. Five out of the six of us had that on their list. Everything else was, other than Toy Story 2, everything else was, was only picked once by one of us, which I think is great, which I think is great. And I, 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 I struggled with not picking Toy Story 2 because my kids love that one as well. In fact, one of the things we liked about it, and I want to know if your son did as well, The would, did you guys ever have the Woody's Roundup CD by Riders in the Sky? I, I have it now, but I don't think I had it then. Yeah, we probably broke a couple of them <laughs> because we played them so much. So much, yeah. They had Riders in the Sky is a wonderful rockabilly cowboy kind of band. I don't know exactly yep. the genre. They're not country. No, you. That's um, it. You pretty much got it. Rockabilly kind yeah. of cowboy. But they have a version of Act Naturally, the old Buck Owens song that the Beatles did it too. That oh, it's just it's so good. So if you've got any kids who are into Toy Story, I, I definitely recommend you know, going over to iTunes and getting the Woody's Roundup CD. Yeah, definitely. It's a different take on Disney music. And yeah. they've got the Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl song, and they do have their version of You've Got a Friend in Me. Mm -hmm. I won't say whether or not my kids tried to do the Yodel song. <laughs> <laughs> that would be embarrassing for them. Not yes. so much me. No. <laughs> not so much me. But it, it is a good. It, it, it's a. The, the music is sound, and I and I say that with all of my heart on that one because the music was just so well done. It goes to the, it just speaks to the fact that in the early days of Pixar, every character had a backstory. I'm sure Rex 
has a backstory. Ham has a backstory. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's no character or no piece of scenery that's just put in there where really everything was so well thought out. So, you know, those of us who are fans of the old school Pixar, when we get a Cars 2, we're like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> what is this nonsense? Right. Because you can feel the heart that was put into the Toy Story 1 and then the Toy Story 2 and how they fought doing Toy Story 2 because they didn't want Pixar to be a sequel machine. Right. But the backstory was just there because those characters were so well developed. Oh, yeah. That Toy Story 2 was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, come on. Spanish-speaking Buzz Lightyear? Oh, and Toy Story 3. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that was brilliant. Was too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It hi dad <laughs> and so we meet Buzz Lightyear's dad and I all know, that good yeah. stuff it's spoiler you know, <laughs> yep. alert I know <laughs> yeah that whole that car- it's, the characters were so well done back in the day so you know we, we had come to expect that so when we see some of these cars three or monsters universities thrown at us we're like what and, and I think they broke that trend with finding Dory Yes. I think they did a good job with character development. It, it wasn't in my top three, probably not even in my top five, but it was good. I enjoyed it, and that's high praise for me. <laughs> so Yeah, definitely. I'll agree with that. I, I think they broke the sequel curse Yes, with Finding Dory. I, I still prefer Finding Nemo because I think Finding Dory kind of became Toy Story for Fish, but I like the characters. <laughs> so I tell you... I, yeah, it, it was it was a toss up for me between Cars and Finding Nemo because that was the other one that was popular with with both with of my, my with with both of my older two. My my little guy doesn't really sit much for movies, but but yeah. So we we love Finding Dory. That was you know my kids were toddlers when Finding Dory came out, so yep. it, it was in pretty heavy rotation, you know. I will say there was probably one day where I watched it four times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm sitting there cooking dinner, you know, going just excuse <laughs> Yeah, but 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 tell me this because the same thing happened with me with Cars and Toy Story two. It was on so many times, and I would always say, "Oh, buddy, you're watching this again." We, you know, I have. You want to try a different one? Let's put a different one. In. No, no, no. Buzz, buzz, buzz. We're lightning, lightning, lightning. I'd sit. Th- Maybe not watching the thing in its entirety every time, but I'd sit down and watch it every freaking time. I don't care, like you said, if it was on like on a Saturday when we were home, literally it was on from the time he woke up through the time, you know, oh, yeah. up till nap time and then till bedtime. So you know, Cars is like a two-hour movie. So divide that into however many hours he's up or during the day, four or five times in a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it, it and I'd watch it every time. Is that they stand up? Because you start noticing those nuances. Because when you are a parent who has to watch this movie three times a day for like two or three or four months. Yeah. Years. <laughs> everything. And you delight when you discover something new. Like, oh, I didn't realize that was like that. Or you find the Easter eggs. Or you see, you know, a character nuance that you never noticed before but you know was put in there intentionally. Yeah, and that added so much to the depth of the characters because when you watch those movies so many times, yeah, oh, definitely. When you realize, like with Toy Story one, that you've got a friend in me song. I don't. I remember when it hit me like a bag of bricks because at the beginning of Toy Story one, you've got a friend in me. That's 
Woody and Andy. Yep. By the end of the movie, you've got a friend of me is buzzing Woody. Yep. And I remember when it hit me that that song meant two different things at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie. It's like, man, these people know what they're doing. Yep. And it's, you know, they understand story and story arc and character development. And then when you've gotten some of the more recent titles that haven't kind of hit those home runs. Well, it's, it, it's the little jokes that they throw in for, for adults every once in a while. Now, they're not vulgar. They're not no. sexual in any way. But it's like in Toy Story 2, for instance, the, the part that cracked me up the most uh, stuff during the movie. But at the end, one of my favorite gags was when they're all together in Andy's room and it's new toys and, and you know Andy's written his name on Bullseye and everything else. And Slinky Dog comes out and says, you know, hey, this, you know, the critters, he's, he's got an emergency here. And Jesse goes and flips on the skateboard and goes through the racetrack and, and opens the door for the dog and Buzz's wings pop out and his, like, jaws dropped and everything. That slays <laughs> yeah. me every time. My kids were looking, what the hell's so funny? I was like, you'll understand when you're older. But, you know, Buzz is impressed, or if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> and then there's... A, it's very clever humor. Yeah. And then in, car, in Cars... And I just laugh because Larry the Cable Guy did a perfect job with Mater. He couldn't have picked a better person other than maybe just Foxworthy, but his voice probably wouldn't have panned out. But when they're when Lightning finds all the trophies in the garage and he comes out and he's like, did you know Doc won three Piston Cups? And, and Mater's like, he did what in his cup? It's like, and I would just, <laughs> on the floor, laughing every time. My wife was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, how do you not think that's funny? I was like... It sounds like he's saying he pissed in his cup. That's what he's trying to say. That's what he's. You know, so if I have to explain it, it's not funny, you know. And the kids were like, you know, they're five and six year old. They're like, huh? You know, they laugh because I laugh, but they didn't. You know, they don't get it. And now they do because they're you know almost teenagers. But you know, it's the stuff like that that I appreciate because that keeps me wanting to watch it a million times. And I know we weren't going to talk about the shorts or anything, but the Mater's Tall Tales oh, is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Those were the yeah. best. I love it. Those were, good. Those were the best. Those. I had a bunch of them recorded, like on the DVR for the longest time, but then we ended up... They're on Netflix. Are they really? Yes. Because I liked, like the Monster Truck one, the wrestling one. Yes, they're all <laughs> fabulous. So f- and, worse, and worse beyond that was the merchandising behind the Cars movie because they made a car for every single one of those characters and I had to buy all of them. And they have lightning in every conceivable color. Yeah, and I because have Because those all are of them. all in my son's drawer right now. Yeah, I, but I went as far as... Cause we have a stop and shop where I am up in Connecticut and the super stop and shop, the big giant one that has freaking everything in it would always would have all of them. So I have all the character, the regular character, and these were die cast cars. And that's why I was buying them at like $5 a pop every week. I would go and come home. Oh, I got a car for Rocco. My wife was like, no, you didn't. It's not <laughs> it for you. You're not even gonna let him touch it. But I have like, cause they did little shorts where they turned other characters from Pixar movies into cars. So I have a Buzz Lightyear car, a Woody one. I have the Yeti as a monster truck. I have, uh-huh. you know, and then I have the main characters, Luigi and, and Guido and, and all of them, you know, Doc Hudson, every single one of them. But I have, like, the weird ones. I have I have Mike and Sully because at the end of that movie, right, at the end of the movie, they had them. I, there was at the end of one of them where they had them all as cars. 
and I can't think of which one it was. I don't remember that. Yeah, I have Mike and Sully as as cars characters. I think I have a monorail. It was insane. It was the amount of money I spent on these flipping things, and now they're all banged up and scratched up in my third <laughs> child's bin, and I've slowly been stealing them back and putting them in my little display case because now I just don't want them to get wrecked because you can't find them anywhere. And I just bought, and they still make, I still look when I go to this, and I just found, because they didn't make it back then, I have Frank, the harvester. I paid $8 for the thing because it's a bigger than, bigger scale size thing. But I was like, oh my God, I, I, you know, I have a couple of little tractors, but I never had, like, I've never seen that one before. I was like, holy crap, I need to have this. How genius was tipping tractors? Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh man. Okay. I grew up pretty redneck, but we never actually tipped cows, just so you know. But we knew what it was. I don't I'm not judging. <laughs> but I can tell you all I got some redneck stories for y'all if y'all need them. But I'm played in the fifth. <laughs> that oh. that scene now, you know. But yeah, so tipping those <laughs> tractors was so funny. Tractors is stupid. Tipping the tractors and then making the sound that they made afterwards. They fart them at farting the end. afterwards. Because <laughs> farts are funny. I don't care who you are. And they run rampant in my family. So watching that movie with my father oh, was just... I mean, we were... You want to talk about in the tears laughing on the floor. It's just like riotous. And, and all the women not understanding why it's so funny. <laughs> In I've the Radiator thoughts. Springs Racers Ride in Cars Land, there's a whole scene with the tractor tipping. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's worth it. Just to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see Cars Land at night. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. I can't wait. Just I'm going to make sure I get to do that. Definitely. Okay. Well, so that's our lists. That's what we think. So let us know, everybody out there, on on the old social media machines. Give us a tweet. Check us on Facebook. Let us know what your Pixar movies are. We're more than happy to discuss or argue. <laughs> Any of that. So, thank you all for coming along with us on this little movie journey of our favorite movies. We appreciate it. We thank you for listening. As always, you can go check us out on thedizexplorers.com. That is our website where you can find links on there to all our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also find all of our troopers' individual social media accounts where you can go and follow along with the fun, along with all of us, as well as the host account for the Diz Explorers, which we hope you all do because we are a lot of fun. And you just don't know it yet. So, <laughs> And for those of you who do follow along, you do know how much fun it is. And we thank you for that. So until next time, we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to everybody later. The way I do just me and you, babe. And as the years go by, our friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our destiny. You've got a friend in me.